0: again. It only seems like a week since we were last chatting. Uh, Maybe it has been. Has it? I think it has. I think it probably has.
1: It's um, probably one of the uh, longest weeks ever without you, Jules.
0: Oh, isn't that nice? Yeah, isn't that nice? I mean, luckily we do this, so I can actually see you as well. Obviously, we're uh, socially distanced because we're actually, uh, well, Elvis is in one part of the country, and I'm in a completely other part of the country, so we're about four hours apart. But I can still see you through Zoom, so that's nice. And this week we've got something really, uh, again, well, I mean, the first week we did Minder, that was brilliant. Second week we did Faulty Towers, and sometimes it's hard to top things, but I think you've picked something here which is a little bit extraordinary. Again, what are we, what are we, what are we chatting about this week?
1: Well, we're on series two episode one of porridge so we're talking um just desserts
0: and again well we were talking before weren't we just about um, um with lots of different series uh, you can get you can get a sweet spot with it where you get some really good episodes and then maybe it'll go downhill a little bit and lose its you know lose its way slightly and it gets a little bit weaker as time goes on then eventually it kind of fizzles out faulty towers never did that and in my opinion porridge never did that either and they even managed to make good films with porridge
1: absolutely yeah in fact in fact i would say you know often people say that they don't transfer tv to film but uh... Oh, I love the Porridge film. It's one of my favourite, oh. you know. it's 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 got a really good cast as well, you know, Gordon Kay, Carl Hallman. Yep. It? Um,
0: oh, yeah, Gordon uh, K, is he the he's the driver, isn't he? He's Gordon the coach K. driver,
1: yeah. yeah. And uh, Carl Hallman is light-fingered Larry, and when they do the toss-up <laughs> for the football match, he nicks the 10p, doesn't he?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, yeah, that's right. Yeah, McLaren's playing in that as well, isn't he? Oh, yeah. I like, I like McLaren.
1: Oh, he's brilliant. Tony is Sober, brilliant actor.
0: Yeah, he's got a good uh, he's got a good couple of lines in this one as well. We'll come on to that in a bit, but uh, but it is a I mean the whole series is brilliant. And again, I could I, I could pick any episode of that and watch it time and time again, very very happily. And it's some of the characters that kind of come in come in and out of it as well. I'm just trying to remember, uh, what's his uh, big Harry
1: genial Harry Grout.
0: genial Harry Grout. Peter Vaughan
1: it. the legendary Peter Vaughan
0: yeah he's he's just superb in it and he, d- he isn't in it that much actually is he he gets mentioned a lot
1: yeah but he's only yeah.
0: in a handful of episodes but where is
1: always my my favorite one from, from that is uh, is um he's got loads of great lines and uh <laughs> fletch gets summoned to his cell once and um he said would you like a bath oliver um <laughs> you know, <it's> a bath, <laughs> oliver. <laughs> fletch looks around <laughs> oh you mean biscuit yes okay yeah <laughs>
0: And that's the thing with porridge, it's quite hard to describe some of this. Like, if you were trying to describe this to somebody who'd never seen it, it's hard to do um, without you actually seeing Ronnie Barker's amazing asides and his double takes and his, uh, just his gestures and his facial characteristics whilst he's doing this.
1: Uh, I, I, you know, it, it's, um, it's beautifully written, obviously, mm. Dick Clement, Ian Lafrenet, um, yeah. it was originally done as I think it was three or four different plays all four or well, television plays obviously for Ronnie hmm. Barker
0: oh, and
1: um, so the pilot of Porridge is where they're out on the moor he's just being picked up he's yeah. being taken <laughs> yeah. and he um he urinates in the van, doesn't he? Because because <laughs> he wants to go to the toilet. So he, so so they, the the van breaks down. They manage to get away. He realises he's on a desolate moor. He's better off in the in the prison van. So he makes his way back, sort of sheepish. And and you know the BBC must have thought when they saw that you know we've got yeah. to do this. And it, it ran from seventy four to seventy seven with three series. And really? obviously the film is seventy nine. Mm. And. As you say, there is not a bad episode. And I think, as you say, we have hit a sweet spot because they've they've done the first series and this is the opener to the second series. And and, and it it almost, it does plateau, but but what a plateau.
0: Ah, Absolutely. They're kind of in their stride at this point, aren't they? You can see the actors are enjoying it. You've got, and you've got a brilliant range of actors inside this one as well. So uh, Brian Glover's in this one, isn't he?
1: No, he's not actually Who's in this not? one. He's 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 in the he's in one of the originals, isn't he, where he's he's Hesketh who eats the shaving mirrors, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, and also uh, yeah yeah Fletch's um, shoe polish. But no, he's, he's, unfortunately, he's <laughs> not in this one. But you've got
0: he's a, he's a great character. You've got
1: Christopher Biggins as Luke. Warren. You have. You've got Ken <laughs> Jones, who is fantastic as Horrible Ives. Colton Mackay as yeah. um, obviously Mackay and uh, yeah. Mr. back Brian Wilde, and um, oh God, who plays Bunny Warren? Sam, uh, Sam yes. Jones. Sam Jones is James. so very, yeah. and we'll come on to it a little bit later, but there is one scene. And again, you know, Warren almost steals the show, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he does. When, when a, he's down on his really knees nod. praying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, the on, miracle on, of start. Slade Prison. <laughs>
0: There are some brilliant bits in this, um, so again, we should probably just get cracking on the episode, really, shouldn't we? So, um, and again, of course, the one actor we haven't mentioned as well is Ronnie Barker's cellmate in in this whole thing, Richard
1: Beckinsale. Yeah, Richard
0: Beckinsale, who was who was very sadly died so young, oh, um, but is such a wonderful actor in this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. Unbelievable, um, but he, he and he is wonderful in this. He play, he's got this lovely sort of um, innocence about him, and throughout the whole thing. And then obviously you've got uh, you, you've got Ronnie Barker who's got his wing around him all the time, but at the same time just gives him good, you know, like a virtual clip around the back of the head here and there, just to say, well, but just don't forget, you know, I'm still a criminal. Don't yeah. forget all that, and you're not my son, so you know, just keep yourself in order. And there is a little bit of that in this one as well.
1: Well, it's. Um, Shall I, I start how it begins?
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: So basically, Fletch is uh, looking around his cell and um, hes it's clear he's had something nicked, isn't it? So yeah. he goes down and they're all sat down the bottom and sort of recreation, you might call it. They're playing, you know, drafts and whatever, and Warren's eating his uh, polos, which we'll come <laughs> on to in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> And Fletcher makes a declaration in front of him, doesn't he? So you you've got you've got Warren, you've got Ives, you've got um, um, lukewarm and you've also got. One of my favourite characters, uh, Mr. Banyard, the defrocked dentist.
0: Oh, yes, <laughs> Mr. Banyard. Yes.
1: Oh, dear. And, and, and I suppose it's a sign of the times, isn't it? Because he, he would never be sat there with, with normal people. With well, what no, because he, he's a sex he's offender. He's basically, <laughs> yeah, he's a sex offender, isn't he? Because um, <laughs> cause he, Fletch makes a declaration, doesn't he? You know, you know, I've got to say it, I've got to come out and say it, and you're going to be shocked. Um, there's a thief among us and, and Warren comes up, there's 600 people in here and about two thirds of them must be in for burglary because I'm not talking about thieving on the outsides against normal people, that's a living I'm talking about <laughs> nicking from your fellow lag, your fellow man It's he stepped over a line, that sort of thing and, um, and of course Ives, who everybody hates don't they, sort of the scouser Ken Jones who's a great actor and he comes along, doesn't he? And he's he's making a um, is it a, a Bugs Bunny money box in he recreation, is, but... and somebody <clears throat> nicked his gooseberry. Because I don't know if you notice when he talks about his um, brother in law's gooseberry fo- uh, gooseberry jam, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Did, did, did you
1: hear his little giggle? <laughs> no, oh, it's fantastic! The whole episode is just worth it for that because he's so excited <laughs> by it, and then somebody nicks it. And of course Fletcher says, "Well, there we are then. That that settles it. There is a thief among us." And of course Mr. Banyard then comes along and says, <laughs> not I hope you don't mean me, Fletcher. I'm uh, well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. What do you think? You're you not the same as us. You know that sort of thing. You know. Well, I'm I'm a professional man." I'm a dentist. No, you're not. You were a dentist. They took, they've took. defrocked you, haven't they? <laughs> and he goes on about it, doesn't he? And then, then they explain his crime. He goes, yeah. uh, you might have been a dentist, and but with the incident of the laughing gas... There was quite a lot of women starting to complain about you, wasn't there? And then obviously that's why you've ended up in here and you're thinking, right, Okay, I'm not too sure that anybody would... uh, There are words you can use for people like that and I'm not sure you're allowed to. I think he'd be on a different wing now. He would have been on Savile Row, wouldn't he?
0: Yes, he would (laughs) Oh, Savile Row, Yes, he would. Absolutely, Elvis, he would. Um, but then somebody pipes up and says, well, what, what, what's, been what, 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 what's what, been nicked? What have they had? And it's just this beautiful little description here. It's uh, pineapple chunks, thickly cut, juicy chunks of pineapple soaked in a heavy syrup from the sunkish shores of honour bleeding Lulu. So it's, <laughs> straight away you know it's that tin of pineapple chunks. But it's where that t- tin of... Uh, did we find out at this point where the tin of pineapple chunks had come from in the first place? I can't quite remember now.
1: Well, no, he, towards the end, when he's about to leave, he, he, he said, where did you get these chunks, Fletcher, anyway? Or well, nicked them in the kitchen. <laughs>
0: But there's a great bit in that, so they're all chatting away about this, and then uh, Buddy and, and um, so Fletcher stood at the end of the table holding court, uh, and then uh, uh, Buddy Warren offers him one of his polos, so he has a polo, yeah, I think very much, pops that in his mouth, and then he pops the packet of polos in his top pocket, yeah. goes on talking to him about the thief, and then just wanders off, and then all of a sudden Buddy Warren says, hey, who's pinched my polos?
1: And he bangs his hand on the table, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> who's pinched my polos?
0: <laughs> fantastic he's great Bunny Warren because oh, he, he can't read or write either can he no. uh, there's another episode where uh, Fletch does all of his uh, his letters to his wife for him and it's, I can't remember what's in them it, but it's just a classic episode it's just brilliant
1: oh it's it's where Fletch gets a bit bored doesn't he because he's fed up of reading of bunnies because he doesn't want to read it he's fed up he wants a day in his cell it's it's, it's where he doesn't want to be disturbed oh, that's right and he, yeah. he eventually pushes the padre off the top of the of Mr Gillespie and he pushes him over the balcony <laughs> <laughs> and he gets solitary confinement and he gets given a week and he goes he goes just one more thing you couldn't make it two could you <laughs>
0: but he's because he's been an agony aunt for bunny warren as well isn't he because bunny warren's getting these letters from his wife and he's trying to write them back and be romantic and all the rest of it and fletcher's pretending he's you know he's the he's the guru in this area and then until he finds out that his own wife's having it away with somebody else as well which all of a sudden it's not quite he's not quite the uh the guru that he thought he was
1: but again that is all a ruse so he can get home and spend some time yeah oh,
0: yeah exactly which you don't realize until yeah. right oh, at the last brilliant. minute so when terrible. he's actually in the house
1: but, but yeah. when he's when he's bored of reading Bunny's letter, he, he skim reads it at the end, doesn't he? He goes, oh, he goes, your um, your budgie's got piles, and you're uh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear! But but, but so, so once once sort of so sort of it's it's almost scene one, isn't it? And then scene yeah. two is they all go into Fletcher's cell and they all yeah. scream in, don't they? And they they have a sort of kangaroo court. Yeah. And they have to discuss who's done it and find out what's going on and mcLaren is late isn't he which is Tony Osoba, who's, yeah. who's the hard man of the wing isn't he and um, there's, there's a great um, there's, a, there's a great um, there's a great episode as well where where, where McLaren is he, he, he does get good lines and uh, where Barraclough is reassigned because he's too soft and Napa <laughs> Wainwright right bastard from Brixton comes in. And um, he comes in, he starts shouting at like a sergeant major and the, all of the people. He goes, I'm not prejudiced. And uh, McLaren just looks at him, "Well, that'll make a nice change. <laughs> he, says, he says to Richard Beckinsale, he says, I don't like... He lists out all these people, which, you know, uh, they're, they're offences. They're, they're nicknames for people that you can't use. And he shouts, are you in there, son? And Lenny Godber goes... I'm not sure. I'm Church of England. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely brilliant episode. That's where Barriclef saves the day. But um, when they go in, they pretend to be, I've written it down. It's the, um, it's the.
0: uh, Oh, it's the Cowboy Club.
1: Ah, yes, yes. The Slave Prison Cowboy Club. Yeah. And then when they're having the chat and and, and essentially they, they, they blame um, Ives, don't they? Yeah, and Ives gets grabbed by Tony Osbourne, does not he uh, That's right. Yes, McLaren, he's a and he's and, yeah. and, and 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 McLaren is providing him with an alibi, yet still strangling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I did see him. I did see him. Have you said? I think that's the bit where somebody says that line. Have you seen his Bugs Bunny money bank? And say, is he doing it now? Yeah. That's... <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shall I let him go, Fletch? Yeah, you better do, yeah, that sort of thing. So yeah. So so, so, they, so they then obviously Maca, um, Mackay comes in and they are saying, yeah. oh, Mac, Maca, also another thing and this is very inappropriate but but they said who have you got on out on the lookout? And it's uh, oh, the gut right. is Gordon wearing his curl, isn't it?
0: <laughs> and and
1: Luke Warms Lukewarm's Lukewarm's alibi is he was playing mixed doubles <laughs> <laughs> playing ping pong mixed devils But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, again, you you wouldn't write that stuff into a sitcom these days. Oh, I think the guy dear. in the I think the guy in the is actually called Gay Gordon in it as well. He is.
1: You're right. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And because he, yeah, he comes yeah. in and says Mackay, doesn't he? But but earlier he said, oh, is there any screws about? And he goes, only that Scottish one with the hair
0: lip. <laughs> Because then Mackay does wander in, doesn't he? And then all of a sudden they're, like, home, home on the range. And I can't remember, because I think Fletch finishes that off, doesn't he, with, a, with, a, with one of his is, wittier uh, sides. And, and then Mackay oh, comes it. in.
1: <laughs> and it goes silent, doesn't he? A discouraging word.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, so the Mackay works out straight away. Uh, this looks like a kangaroo court. I can't do his accent. This looks like a kangaroo court. And I said, no, 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 Mr. Mackay. This is the uh, Slave Prison uh, Cowboy Club. And I can't remember what else he tells him about it now. There is something else he, well, he mentions goes, about say, cowboy say
1: club. howdy to Mr. Mackay. Howdy, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mackay. Because, <laughs> 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 funny, they all, they all have to leave. Don't? Well, he, he comes up with the classic line about rules in the um, prison, did not he? There's only two rules in Slade Prison. You don't write on the walls. And number two, you obey all the rules. Now everybody out. And as he leaves, Buddy Warren says, oh, Okay, Fletch, I'll I'll let, I'll send over me Gene Autry records. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I,
1: then... I, I love Warren, he's so brilliant.
0: Oh he's such a he's such a quite a nice gentle character. Yeah bloody yeah. he really is um and i think is it at this point then that um the second plot is hatched to try and get the or am i a little bit early on that i can't quite remember at what well point no we do no
1: so, so they fletch is doing his job in the library isn't he with his oh, very very unique um login system which is yeah. um which has painted five screws houses because the paint keeps going missing doesn't yeah he? So exactly he, he keeps selling the paint so then then barraclough comes in doesn't he so, Mr. Barrowcliffe, uh, if you've not seen Porridge, is the very friendly. He's got he's got marital problems. He was he really really likes Fletch. He really likes Godfrey. Likes the prisoners doesn't he? He's a kindly yeah. man, and um, he he sort of sidles up to Fletch and he talks about petty pilfering and stuff like that. And uh, he has he has to toss his cell basically, is oh, what is yes, called. Right. There. And he goes, and oh, I found some pineapple chunks. And of course, this is where you can't see it. Fletcher's face is just... Uh, <laughs> he, like, he, 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 sort of his eyes but he go also, up and it, down, left, right and centre, and he walks over. He doesn't say anything, doesn't he? He gets one of his uh, files to do his filing Exactly, system, he has he a goes, flick
0: through a little index system thing yeah. like that. And it's only at that point he puts his head up and says, what? like what's, what's the line? He pops out then. Where, where was that then? <laughs> 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 you know full well where, Fletcher.
1: Oh, dear. And, and it's just <laughs> how Ronnie Barker's character Fletch turns it round because the, he, he then realises he took them home yeah. and then he goes, uh, well, and I suppose the aforementioned articles have been returned to the stock cupboard and you look on Mr Barraclough's face ah, ah, well well Mrs Barraclough said that as we already have them that we should, uh, she did a nice steak gammon Hawaiian
0: <laughs> are they it's a it's a great line that as well so then fletcher says um so you et it and then barrycliffe says well under protest yeah under protest and on top of gammon yeah
1: which <laughs> as we say when, when t-shirts are available for this podcast that will be on them so i mean that is just just brilliant and also i suppose let's just skip back a little bit as well because he talks about the weekend doesn't he and, oh um, yes so, what does how does he describe his weekend
0: i can't remember the description but he says he says, oh, he, he didn't well, know, fletch says said, well at least
1: at least the sun was shining oh
0: that was it that was it and then Baraclough says um uh the sun rarely shines in the Baraclough household and then fletch says oh dear you want to get another window put in it's just get <laughs> just those quick classic one-liners that get popped out of fletch
1: so, so they hatch a plot to put it back so Baraclough says right i'll go and buy the to pineapple chunks, and Fletcher says, Well, yeah, you can't see me popping down the shops anytime yeah. soon. But you'll pay, but for, you'll them. pay for them. <laughs> but in the meantime, Lukewarm, Bunny Warren, and Gobba have hatched another plot to steal yep. some more pineapple chunks for Fletcher.
0: Exactly.
1: So, and again, I mean, the scene in the kitchen is fantastic because um, Lukewarm has to knock his pasties over. And he said they came out so nicely. <laughs> so they create a diversion. So bunny, bunny walks around with his with his trolley to take all the um, sort of old laundry. Godber goes straight in there, chugs the, the pineapple chunks in there, and then unfortunately somebody else sort of walks in to re, to put some more tins of food in there, and then they're gone. All right, everybody, stay where you are. Stay where you are. So go and call for Mister MacKay.
0: <laughs> so they call for
1: Mr. Mackay. In the meantime, Barraclough sidles up. Nobody <laughs> notices him. He sneaks a tin of pineapple chunks in there and he replaces them. And um, so, Barraclough, I'm sorry, um, fort Mackay comes in and um, he's, he says,
0: Why is your hat?
1: Why is your hat upright, Gobber? And he smacks it. Why is it standing him. to attention? Yes, yes, that's standing to attention. And he hits him quite hard on about three different occasions because he can't <laughs> believe that the tin is not in there. He then goes in there, and of course He said, tin-
0: where was this tin of pineapple chunks? And yes. Said, well, it was it was in the pantry, and I know there was one there for because I saw it this morning, and then I went in and there wasn't one there, right? So he goes into the pantry and he comes out with one in his hand and says, is this the tin of pineapple chunks? Yes, that's the one. Said, what? Pull, pull a, get a grip all the, on yourself. Pull, so yourself it pull yourself together, man. <laughs> <laughs> and of and that's course, when Bunny Warren yeah, goes down on his hands and knees, oh,
1: that, that, that's that's the, the sort of the, the the act three over, isn't it? It's Bunny on the floor praying, and then, and of course, he goes, to, he goes. There was only one tin of pineapple chunks in there, wasn't? There? I was brought up a Catholic, not a very strict one, but uh, and he walks out of the cell, doesn't he? And He says, "I'll see you in church, Len. I'll see you in church." And of course, he comes in. And Lenny's obviously rescued this because he's got a surplus to the pineapple chunks. So he puts it on Fletch's bunk with a nice little thing on it and he hides it under Fletch's towel fletch comes back in and and you know he's pretending he's great i love it when he's pretending to wash his face and he was like so obviously not washing his face and uh, <laughs> he comes in and fletch is really down and everything like that he goes what's up with you he goes oh flipping paint's turned up and he goes well can't you say it says that all the screws he goes no there ain't a screw on this wing that hasn't got a new front room painted like sort of so i'm gonna to have to do it as from tomorrow anyway i'm gonna have a shower and he picks it up doesn't he and um yeah. you can see the tin of pineapple chunks and Lenny like a little boy goes, eh, eh, eh. And he goes, What's up with you, Flet? What's up with you, Gobba? And he puts the towel back over it, doesn't it? And then Mackay walks in. <laughs> <laughs> and um he apologises to to Lenny for, for misjudging him. I, I treat everybody with equal contempt.
0: Yeah. Exactly. I want a... you to know I treat everybody with the same level of equal contempt. I've got his accent back now.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, it was at Iran or so anyway. But um, he's, he's sort of <laughs> but he gives, um, I'll tell you something about Iran in a minute actually. But um, it's nothing to do with uh, with porridge. But it, but I quite like it anyway. But uh, but so so of course he then comes over and Fletch goes. Oh, I've had enough of this. I'm 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 you two. You know having your little loving, i'm, I'm gonna go and have a shower and, and, and godberg goes no no you're, you're you're clean fletch you're clean don't be what's wrong with you what's wrong with you and he walks out exposes the pineapple chunks <laughs> and then um you know they, they all do a double take Mackay shouts fletcher and i think what does it what does he say at the end he goes
0: oh it's it's superb
1: he goes he goes bloody hell it's a plant no, it's not, it's a tin of pineapple. <laughs> and he looks so <laughs> smug, doesn't he? he takes him off to the governor and it's it's gone. But you know, as as a as a piece of writing, you look at oh, there's yeah. about five scenes, isn't there? If it was a, it would work wonderfully as a play, but, but yeah, absolutely it, would. Yeah. it's just so clever, so well written. But again, as we said with Faulty Towers, and as we said with Minder, it's all the characters that, hmm. that
0: even if you've only got one line in
1: it. You know, yeah. I think Tony Sober as McLaren has about three lines, but they're mm. killers, aren't they?
0: Oh, absolutely. And again, it's the when it's when you look. It's like when you look at Faulty Towers, and when you look at the setup of a sitcom like that, and how they do it, and you you keep uh, everybody that's watching inside the same environment. So you're very careful. you very carefully don't go outside that environment unless you absolutely have to. And it's the same in Porridge. So you're in the cell, you're in the communal area, uh, you're sometimes in um, uh, the office of the um, senior screw uh other than that that's pretty much it so you're always in somewhere comfortable, you know you are and it's the same in faulty towers you're in the bar you're in reception you're in the kitchen you're in the dining room or one of the bedrooms which is usually the same bedroom same yeah. bedroom mrs richards is in the same bedroom that sybil was in uh which was actually polly it's usually the same bedroom uh, and you'll see that with really good sitcoms they keep you in that same environment as long as they possibly can because it's just a really comfortable environment to be in and that you know successful sitcoms often quite often do that
1: Definitely, and um, I suppose it's familiar surroundings, and 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 you clearly you're you're quite lucky with porridge, yeah. aren't you? Because it is a prison. So so you know the the yeah. the only thing that is ever outdated in porridge is the newspaper. You know, I I often I'm quite sad. I see Jerry Francis as captain of England. I mean, this is 1975. I mean, you know, people when most people would know who Jerry Francis is. You know, it's, it's that sort of thing. But uh, um, and also some of the adverts and when when Fletch actually has a day out and he nicks the when um, they all have to go gra- grave digging in the uh, church and it rains oh, yes. and they take shelter and, and and Fletch is allowed to go and um. Fletcher is allowed to go out and uh, go and get some help. So, of course, what he does is he goes in the pub, doesn't he? He drinks three yeah. pints very, very quickly and then uh, <laughs> nicks the, uh, the vicar's bike... <laughs> As you he, as he go back to the church, like sort of thing, and uh, I better go and check the lead on the roof, the vicar says, and he goes out and Fletcher's nicked his bike, and uh, and he's got a pint under his under his coat as he's cycling down the road, and he chucks the glass away, and a sheep makes a noise because he obviously hits the sheep, so none of these sheep were injured in the making of porridge, but it's um. Yeah, it's just so genius. and you know and dad's army which will probably do the, the, the joy the that, joy of yeah. dad's army is like you say it's always in the same environment and yeah. again you're so lucky because it's always 1942 isn't it so it really yeah. doesn't matter that, that these people are all dead and yeah. and you know because it's because it's a you know it's set in a certain year it's never going to date is it because it's already dated no.
0: exactly and again you know I know we're not talking about it this week, but Dad's Army has just got such a class range of actors sat up inside there. Classically trained actors, some of them as well. You've just got an amazing array of actors in, in, inside there.
1: Yeah, and, and, and as we sort of alluded to with Minder, with Faulty Towers, with Porridge now, within mm. Dad's Army, you, you, you have these, you know, uh, um, Godfrey. You know, he has probably yeah. four or five lines each week, Arnold Ridley. As does yeah. John Laurie. And and as you said these these are these are absolutely I mean Arnold Ridley is, is you've got to go and look up when when we do Dad's Army, we could do a the whole slot on him because he wrote the ghost train. You know, he's he was a very, very rich man, then went bankrupt and fought his way really? back up. He was president of Bath Rugby. He was he was just he's just brilliant, Godfrey. He's he's Arnold Ridley is is you know, one of these. He wrote He wrote the ghost train at Mangotsfield Station. There hadn't been a station in Mangotsfield near Bristol for 60-odd for years, but um, he, he used to go and meet a girl after he was doing rep at really? the Bath, whatever, Theatre Royal. And the change... I mean, can you imagine? You change at Mangotsfield Station, and he had to wait two hours for the next train. This is like 1 o'clock in the morning. Hmm. So, so he'd get the 3 o'clock to Torquay or whatever, and he was so scared because he was the only person in Mangotsfield. That's where he wrote the ghost train.
0: I, do, yeah. mm. I didn't know that. My sister Dolly.
1: Oh, God, Godfrey's <laughs> sister Dolly. If ever I was in a band, that was going to be <laughs> the name of the band. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would have been brilliant I and we, we, we mustn't ramble on too much about Dad's Army no, because we sorry, could do a, sorry. just literally start a whole episode right now yeah. on the whole thing particularly one of my and I'm not even going to mention him but two of my favourite ever actors in there one of them's Arthur Lowe. the other one you can, you can guess is Sergeant Wilson he's just amazing and his life was astonishing as well yeah. I mean we could have a whole a whole life on his life with Tony Hancock with Joan Sim with all the stuff that happened around that and all the rest of it and what a, an utter gentleman he was throughout the whole process uh, which is extraordinary as well. So, anyway, we'll, we'll we won't ramble about that now. We'll ramble about that another time. Yes. Speaking about time, Elvis, we're, we're running out of time.
1: We are indeed, yes. Because I, uh, well, I, I think enough said about porridge. And you know, we we can do we can dip in and out of these things again. I certainly, yeah, uh, think we should uh, look at Minder and um, you know definitely look at Faulty Towers and definitely look at porridge again. But I think you know the thing yeah. that, as we said, with all these three sitcoms that we've done so far or you know comedy drama if you like but mind is a mm. long sitcom in it really it's it's oh, absolutely. it's, it's no a situation question. comedy definitely yeah that yeah. it's just a joy to watch them again again and again and yeah. also the acting the scripts and the delivery and even the facial expressions which obviously doesn't work very well on radio but yeah the facial expressions and again i i said that when we did faulty towers go away and listen to porridge because it's just as funny
0: it is well, yeah, absolutely, and I think did they do some uh, did they do some radio plays of Porridge, or am I thinking of Dad's Army? Uh, no, Dad's, Dad's Army, Army they, they definitely did, they, did they radio redid plays, them and, and they are quite yeah.
1: incredible. Yeah, yeah,
0: they are; they're really good, and actually, in some cases, better than the TV series. Absolutely,
1: yeah, It's on radio. John
0: Mezuray, I just I could listen to him or watch him in anything um is extraordinary anyway we must stop rambling it's been an utter pleasure once again Elvis. i've uh, thoroughly chatted about enjoyed chatting about porridge
1: what, what could be better talking about situation comedies porridge being one of the best ones watching just desserts you know that that has been my day today and uh long may it rain thanks ever so much jules
0: no it's not it's a tin of pineapple absolutely well we'll see you again next week thanks Elvis. Uh, speak you all soon Goodbye, Bye. All. Bye.